Penny Picks Radio. Welcome into Ranting with Ricky. Hope everybody's having a great week. We got a fun episode lined up today. I got three things I want to go over. Want to talk some NFL. We're going to get into some key NFL betting notes. I want to talk some UFC. Your boy went 3-0 in the UFC last week. I'm back, or a little back, I should say. And then I want to wrap up with some thoughts in the MLB. And that's kind of where we'll end the show. But without further ado, grab a coffee, grab a Red Bull, and let's go ahead and dive right into the show. All right. So we do have three different sports that we're going to dive into today, but I want to start things off in the NFL. And I want to stress here, this episode is going to be strictly business, all right? We've been goofing off a little bit in the last two, going over a variety of topics, but today we're going to put our thinking hats on, the blinders on, and it's going to be business. So in the NFL, a couple weeks ago, I did the first segment of what I've been calling my NFL tips, per se, that will help you put your best foot forward when betting the sport. Now, I'm not going to recap too much. I'll put that that last episode in the bio for this one for anyone that wants to take a listen. But quickly, we just dove into the key numbers in the NFL, what they are, the frequencies of them, why they're so important. So that's what that was about. I also dove into my records in that episode. I did a little touting. I did a little touting, but it was for good reason. And I wanted to explain that I've had good results with the information that I'm sharing. So today we're going to talk about one of everyone's favorite betting markets in the NFL, which is the old teaser. Now, before we get into teaser strategies here and just general thoughts and whatnot on NFL teasers, I think it's important to understand the history of the teaser. And I'm not going to go back a century here. I'm going to just go back over the last let's say like 10 to 20 years as sports betting has become legal in many states and also much more popular in the U.S. as well. So let's talk about the history of the teaser. And here's the most important thing to know. You used to be able to bet a two-team, six-point teaser for roughly minus 110. There were some books where you'd even be able to get it at like plus 100. That was usually the best number possible. But the standard price for a teaser was minus 110. A two-team, six-point teaser. Now, here's the problem. As sports betting has evolved and as bettors have become sharper, smarter, the books have realized that the teaser market at that minus 110, at that plus 100 price, was actually beatable. And they were, they were getting hit in that market. And they were getting hit by the people who followed specific rules to beat the teaser market. And that's what we're going to dive into kind of today for the lesson here. And we're going to talk about the Wong teaser. I'll say it again, the Wong teaser for anybody who's not familiar, but here's what it is. So Stanford Wong, an individual, wrote a book back in 2001 called Sharp Sports Betting, okay? It's become one of the 
the top sports betting books ever. I highly recommend anybody who is not familiar with it to go check it out. But within this book, Stanford Wong discusses his teaser strategy. And here is how the Wong teasers work. The Wong teaser is a two-team, six-point teaser that is only to be played with favorites of minus 7.5 to minus 8.5 or underdogs from plus 1.5 to plus 2.5. And, and here's why. And this all goes back to why I stressed key numbers so much in my initial episode and why I wanted to talk about those key numbers first prior to anything else because they are so important and they do tie into nearly every betting strategy that involves spreads, teasers, all this stuff. The key numbers are so important. But knowing that, think about it, guys. You're moving through Three key numbers in this Wong teaser strategy. So starting with the favorites, let's say you take a game at minus seven and a half. You're moving through the key number of seven. You're moving through the key number of six and you're moving through the key number of three. You're taking that line from seven and a half down to one and a half. Same thing with the eight and a half. The only difference is it's moving to two and a half, which is still moving through that key number of three. On the dog side, with the plus one and a half and plus two and a half, you're moving through the plus three, you're moving through the plus six, you're moving through the plus seven. Three key numbers. And I'll tell you, if you are not moving through at least two key numbers, you never, ever, ever, ever place a teaser. It's a trap that you see a lot of people fall into. But in addition, if you want to truly beat this teaser market, you really should be following those rules and moving through three key numbers there. And I even have other things that I look for with this strategy. I look for low totals, ideally, in these games. But it's also important to know that the Wong teasers have become so popular and the books are so aware that that strategy wins. It's, it's you know, these teasers hit roughly like 70% over a, a good sample size. So for them... There's people who believe that books are now keeping numbers off of that seven and a half, eight and a half, plus one and a half, plus two and a half. They're shading them away from those numbers. And they've also made it where if you push one of the legs in a teaser, most books, that's now a loss. So while they are beatable, the books are aware of it. And they've done a lot of things to lessen the edge in the teaser market. Now, before we move over to the next sport and get into the next topic here, I want to quickly introduce the next NFL topic that I want to dive into on, a, on the next show here, which will be when it makes sense to buy points and when it doesn't. So whether they're attached to key numbers, we'll look at it from all angles, all right? When, when should we do it? When should we not? So that's what's coming, but... We're going to take a really quick break here, and then what we're going to do is we're going to dive into the UFC and the MLB to wrap up the show. Steady Picks Radio, we will be right back. 
Are you trying to get a winning edge in sports betting? Look no further than SteadyPicks.com and SteadyPicks Radio. Our team at SteadyPicks provides data, analysis, and insights to help you become a better sports better. Best of all, SteadyPicks is 100% free. A SteadyPicks membership gives you access to all of the SteadyPicks system bets, our expert hosts' best bets, and our special guest picks. Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com, sign up for free, and start winning. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, it's time! Man, shout out to the Octagon Boys, the new Steady Picks podcast show, the most electric intro of all time. I had to play it there for everybody who did not get a chance to listen to that show. Go check it out. The boys know their shit. They break down the fights every single week. They give their best bets, their best parlays, their best dogs. Um, so definitely check them out. New episode dropping every Wednesday or Thursday. And check it out. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Ali and Joel, two really, really great personalities, hardworking guys. They really dig in, can't stress it enough, so give them a shot. But I went 3-0. I went 3-0 last week in the UFC. Nobody in the whole sports betting content space has taken more UFC slander than myself. I get bashed daily on the uh, Instagram page for steady picks, every time I post something UFC, they're flying in the comments. And look, did I have a did I have a tough little run? No doubt, no doubt. I went zero and two back to back weeks. However, for anyone who listened to the show on Friday, I was adamant I was going to bounce back. I went three and zero. I'm in the green too. So for everybody who's been been bashing me, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm a winning UFC better at the moment. All my picks are tracked. So while you can question the strategy and betting dogs and this and that, I'm in the green. Okay, so you guys got to ask yourself, is the UFC hate on Ricky justified when you guys are following other people who are throwing out five, 10-unit bets and losing their shirt every other weekend? So cut me some slack. That's all I'm saying. Cut me some slack. I appreciate all the respect I get in the NFL, but I'm telling you it's the polar opposite in the UFC. I'm doing everything I can to earn earn the respect. I'm not asking for it. I want to earn it, but you got to give me a shot. I think I earned everybody's trust in the NFL who stuck around last year and the year before and heard me out and played my picks. I did right by you guys, and I'm asking just a shot. Give me a shot in the UFC. I'm putting the work in. Picks are free. Hear me out. Hear me out. Enough with the hate. First bet. Half unit on Juliana Pena. Yup. Fade in Amanda Nunez again. I think this is too wide. It's a five-round fight. I mean, I watched this initial fight so many times, and I think the line adjustment here from the first one, while some people are like, oh, Amanda Nunez was... Minus 1,000. Now we get her at minus 300. 
the market, the betting market's not stupid. The the significant adjustment is for good reason. I think it's alarming the other way that people think it is. Like to me, that tells me the books are really, really respecting Pena here. Um, and they're not anticipating getting a ton of money. They see the public jumping on Nunez at this price. So my recommendation, half unit on Pena, grab the best number you can. I'll do my shopping right after this show, but Pena is going to be the bet. Co-main event, Kai Car France is going to be the bet. I know he lost uh, this matchup already, but what I've seen from this guy in his last couple fights, I'm willing to take a half-unit flyer on him at this pretty significant plus-money price. Next bet, I wanted to put a quarter unit down on Anthony Smith. He's plus 425 at BetMGM right now. So a quarter unit bet is going to net you over a unit. He's a high-level fighter. I mean, if you look at just the, the probabilities based on this line, it's pretty insulting. So I'm going to do it. A quarter unit, again, you might think this is stupid, but I'm not afraid to lose these bets. If there's value there, I'm going to take it. So Anthony Smith, I'm locking him in. I'm staying off of the Derek Lewis fight. Um, I wanted to bet him, but I don't know enough about the individual that he's fighting. So I'll wait for some some more insight there. And my last bet is going to be on Alex Perez. A lot of people that I talk to believe that this line should be flipped, that Perez might be the more technical, cleaner fighter, um, obviously Pantoja is, you know, if he gets the neck, it could be trouble. He's, he's a dangerous fighter, two high level guys, but at this price, again, I'm willing to dive in at the plus money. So all dogs for me, those are the bets. Anything else will be added by Saturday, but let's see what we can do. Hopefully the dogs are barking. Final topic before we get out of here. I want to talk some baseball and by I want to talk some baseball what I really mean is I don't want to talk baseball at all it is such a frustrating market to bet the reason that I'm personally not a huge fan of it is because it's very like data numbers driven I've I've very rarely seen somebody who doesn't have an analytical background or you know a data type edge do well in the MLB. Uh, it's not something you're gonna you're gonna be able to just bet with your eyes for damn sure. So I don't know. For me, for me, I'm not a big baseball guy. I think it's kind of boring too. And again, the randomness it's it's just not for me. For those who are betting it, I'd love to hear though. Like, have you come across any good resources that are crushing it? Are they betting totals? Are they betting money lines, props. What's been, it's been a really odd season for a lot of people. I know others who honestly like well, well established in this market, they're not doing too well. They're having awful career worst seasons, not even just our guys here. So I don't know, I don't know. We'll have to dig in a little more, but football season's around the corner. That's where I'll be spending my time. The one thing I'll note in the MLB, for the fans out there, if you haven't seen the Derek Jeter documentary or series, I should say, it's called The Captain on ESPN. 
It's unbelievable. I don't think there's many people out there that don't respect Derek Jeter. I know he's one of my childhood idols, but it's so good. It's a must watch. Especially this, uh, the second episode was great. Anybody who hasn't seen it, make sure you check it out. But that's going to do it for today. Steady Picks Radio, Ranting with Ricky. Hope everybody has a great day. I will talk to you guys later in the week.